1: This is a Dude Studios production, and hey, I'm the Dude. You know, sometimes when I'm working, I don't have a lot of time to eat or even sit down, but sometimes you just got to have something in your stomach. Otherwise, you're just going to have a rough afternoon. That's why I keep a raw rev nutrition bar in my backpack at all times. That way, if I just need something quick to put in my stomach, I just grab into my bag. I eat it. It's good for you. It has high-quality plant-based proteins, no soy or whey proteins. Uh, They're nutrition and diet-conscious ingredients, healthy proteins, fats and fiber, nothing artificial. And they've got a lot of these great flavors uh, like creamy peanut butter and sea salt, peanut butter, dark chocolate and sea salt, double chocolate, brownie batter, and birthday cake, and tons of other flavors. Go check them out, www.rawrev.com. Use Hey Bartender at checkout to get 5% off your entire order. Go to www.rawrev.com and don't forget to use promo code Hey Bartender. Hey,
0: this is Stephanie. I'm from Venezuela and you're listening to Hey Bartender Podcast. Hola, soy Estefania. Eh, Soy de Venezuela y estoy escuchando Hey Bartender Podcast.
1: Anyway, like, like the I said, uh, welcome welcome to Hey Bartender Podcast. You are my first person from Latin America to be on my show. Thank you so much, uh, Steph, for being on here.
0: Oh, thank you so much uh, to you, to give me the opportunity to be here on your show. Um, I- I'm very glad to be here, though. This, uh, this is amazing.
1: Yeah, you and I uh, kind of had to play tag for a little while. You were having kind of a rough spot uh, a couple months ago, but I'm glad everything's uh, back to normal and uh, you're back home.
0: Yeah, actually, I had um, I was in Colombia and I have um, uh, kind of a problems there, and uh, then I came back to Ecuador. Actually, so I'm I'm glad that I'm here back. Too.
1: <laughs> this is exciting for me having somebody from Ecuador on my show. This because uh, I never expected... Uh,
0: actually. Actually, I'm from Venezuela.
1: Venezuela. Uh, well, still from South America. I mean, I... I... Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm still from... Uh, I'm not ruining your show. <laughs> I'm still from Latin America. Don't worry. So... Uh, but yeah, I got I got out from Venezuela like four years ago. And I've been um, in many places right now. Actually, I went... I I came here first. I was in Guayaquil uh, four years ago. Then I went to Lima, Peru. Um, then I went to the U.S. I, I was there for two years, i think I was in miami yeah, oh cool, and then I came here again yeah <laughs> so i have been a little bit places a little bit here, a little bit there, <laughs>
1: <laughs> so why don't you tell everybody on the podcast uh who's listening right now uh who you are uh and just tell them about yourself a little bit
0: yeah, sure um my name is uh actually my full name it's uh Ana Estefania. Sanchez Lamonte, but I like to be Steph for the friends. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I've been like bartending since I was 19 years old. I'm 26 right now. I am um, passionate about bar and coffee and actually beers also. I'm trying to make a whole career about it. Um, I'm trying to study uh, culinary. So to get a full knowledge about um, this whole world that is so massive, for my opinion. Um, and yeah, i I been in a lot of places, as I said. Uh, so, um, yeah, pretty much about that. <laughs> I like to speak English. I like to speak uh, Spanish. I'm, I'm planning to have my own um, my own, um mark, let's say my own company about uh, liquors and coffee and wines. Uh, just that's my like my biggest dream right now. I'm trying to get hold the knowledge that I can on my works and um, make um, my own space.
1: Oh, that's really What's cool. It? Now, are you looking to make a restaurant or are you just uh, a company?
0: Nah, I, I would like to have. Um, actually, I was studying on Venezuela. I was studying uh, tourism. So I would like to have a whole, let's say, a whole place, like have a, I don't know if you know this, but in Mexico, there is a place like on a hotel that, um, them are made of, uh, like the barricas, I don't know how to say this, where, where the tequila is made.
1: Oh, okay. Barricas, D- a distillery.
0: Like uh, the barrels. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, but the barrels where they, they were made, the, the rooms are made of that. Yeah. So it's somewhere that where you can sleep and you can try the tequila and you can adopt um, an agave plant. Also, oh, cool. so it's kind of like a whole experience. I would like to make that experience with um, I don't know which liquor right now. I don't know, maybe a bunch of it. But I would like to have that experience. I would like to have something new, not just uh, limit on a restaurant. I think that I could do so much more.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, make your own yeah. liquor and yeah, that'd be, that'd be really cool.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, That's my plan. Like my biggest dream. That's cool. I'm just, uh,
1: yeah. So, um, I like, I do with, uh, people who were bartenders on my show. Uh, I like them to present a drink special. Now, is there a drink that you have invented or something that you just like to pour that you would like to present as a drink special for the show? Sure. Um,
0: uh, my first, Uh, bartender course was really hard actually and uh they make us um made like a full menu like a restaurant like a peaceful restaurant we had to make the menu uh we had to do it thematic and stuff so actually i uh created a uh, drink that it was called mr Freeze, and it had um fashion fruit yeah mr Freeze, because i i was making a uh thematic about superhero Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I don't know if you remember that Batman, the old one. Oh, yeah. He has, like, a, a villain that it was called Mr. Freeze, something like that. Mm-hmm. So, I just took from that, and uh, I created a drink that it had uh, one ounce of uh, Russian fruit, one ounce of tequila. It could be Añejo or whatever. Um, uh, one dash of Uh, uh Like... Um, a quarter of uh, a natural yogurt, like Greek yogurt, you know, and uh, it was blend. It was like a frozen margarita, something like that. Oh. And for garnish, I would like to have like uh, the pulp from the passion fruit and just put it under like uh, on on the end of the cup, the the margarita cup. So it makes like uh, a decoration. So it made like uh, a separate thing between the drink and um, the pulp. It was a, a very interesting drink because it has tequila, passion fruit, and yogurt. So everyone thought that it will like, uh, it will look weird yeah. and it will taste weird. But actually, it was the like the best drink that I've ever made.
1: Yeah, that sounds that sounds That's interesting. Nice. I don't think I've ever heard of yogurt being used in a mixed drink, but.
0: Yeah, me neither. I Actually, I, I was the only one on the cruise uh, using uh, yogurt in oh, yeah. fashion food mix and and everything. I, I like to go big, you know. and I, I don't like to um, be on the safe zone. I, I like to experience some things, and maybe I'd be wrong, but maybe I'd be right. So, you know, you just have to go for it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: No, that's just plain yogurt, right?
0: Yeah. It's plain yogurt. Yeah. yeah.
1: Not no flavor, not ever not nothing. Just uh plain yogurt. Uh, you yeah. know, if if there if it does exist, I actually don't know if it does exist. If they if they find a passion fruit yogurt, could that be a, like a shortcut, you think? <laughs>
0: uh actually I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: wow, that was just that was just off the wall question. So
0: yeah.
1: um anyway, so uh that's the Mr. Freeze. Thank you so much for that. Um, yeah, I hope, sure. uh, hopefully some people out there could try it out and, uh, let us know, uh, either email me or email you, uh, and let us know what uh, yes, they think sure. of the drink that, uh, that would be awesome. It's very unique. Um, or
0: if they have like, uh, I'm sorry. No, no, please. <laughs> or if they have uh, like any doubt, they can, uh, like go to my Instagram and just, uh, ask me whatever. i will be glad to help anybody who need it.
1: And your Instagram handle is what?
0: It's, uh, show. Mixo- I don't know how to say it, the under underline. Yeah, underline uh, underscore. Yeah, and Brewer. Okay, and that's
1: it. I'll put that on uh, the description of the show so people uh, can follow the link sure. and get to you. So that sounds uh, that sounds awesome. So let's get started here. Uh, uh, let's uh, get started at the beginning. You said you started uh, bartending when you were nineteen years old. Well, where did you start bartending? Well, actually,
0: that was uh, like the official beginning. Mm. Um, my first time was, I, I had like 18 years. I was with a friend and uh, we were in a party and we just had this uh, bunch of limes and uh, mint. And he was like, let's make some mojitos. And I was like, do you know how to do it? Because I didn't know anything about bartending on that time. So he was like, yeah, i teach you. And I was like, okay. And it was like the most um, fun and interested night of my life. Was like, this is what I like. I like to do this, you know. I was like, okay, this could be something. Then, um, I was I started to bartend on um, my uncle's best friend's business. He was like, I need a bartender. Would you like it? And I was like, Yeah, sure. Mm. And I started to learn about bartending, like beers, like everything there. And it was. Kind of weird because uh, I never thought that um, that I would do something like that. Uh, my first career before I studied um, tourism, actually, I was studying uh, psychology. Oh wow! So I was really far from from the bars. I was like, <laughs> I never had this, like I, any idea that I was ended up working on a bar. So it was like, this is super fun. It's something that you do. And you love to do, and you never feel like you're working. Actually, mm. you feel like you're doing a hobby. So it was something that, that you know, got me. It was like this is what I wanted to do my whole life. Uh, something that I do, I make money from it, and I will be fun. I will be like entertained my whole life. So I started there, and um, actually after that, I started to work on a um, cafeteria. I, I put aside the, the bar from bartending and I started the barista part. And uh I learned from it a lot. And then it was like um uh, then it kind of kind of um it was kind of uh, hard because um now nowadays not a hard for women to be on a bar but back of days it was actually in Venezuela it was really hard mm. because they were like and you can carry heavy stuff, and you can be at the bar because of this, because of that. And it was like, I can do whatever. As long as I love what I do, I can do whatever. But it was hard, so I stopped from bartending and started on the barista part because of that. It was like really hard to get um, a bartender job being a woman. Mm. So I just stopped from, from from a little bit, but I start, um on that time to do some bartending courses, to uh, go some places, ask the bartenders like, how do you do this? Um, what do you think about bartending? Do you think that it's so much more than that? Like more than just shaking and you knowing some liquors? And he was like, yeah, oh, yeah. there's the mythology that it's a, a whole world like ahead. You know, you can be a bartender, but being a mythologist, it's another world, yeah. another thing. So uh, I learned that um, I had a really long road to to walk, actually, and um, I started to work in breweries, like um, art, like yeah, artisanal beers, you know.
2: Yeah.
0: Like yeah, uh, yeah. so, I started to work with that, and I learned another word that it was so interesting. Also, because uh, the beer is so uh, interesting. In that part, like when they started to use fruits or vegetables and they mix it and they started to do beer with it. So I started to learn that um, I had to study a lot. People think the bartenders don't study, and it, that's a lie, though. Oh, God, we no. We study yeah. a lot.
1: Yeah, bartenders. <laughs> we we have, have to study like, yeah. yeah. We, we have to stay up on the new trends. We have to stay up on uh, new drinks. It's, yeah, there's a lot of work that we goes We have
0: to it. keep. Yeah, we have to keep the old things so we don't mess with the basics, and we have to like we have to know about the new things because we can't stay back. So it's a it's a really hard thing to do. And uh, I started to learn about that. I, I started to I started to be buying books. I have a I have a book. I don't think that I have it right here, <laughs> but it's uh, called the Bartended Chemistry and Alchemy something like that. I bought it on the on the US. And in Total Wine, they have uh, this tiny book that it was like uh, the whole um, history about bartending and um, all the liquors were there. Like uh, each bottle had the description. I have it right here. Also, it was like, no, it's free. taken and I was like, really? Mm-hmm. This is uh, like the best information that I could have. Yeah. And they gave given up for free. So it was like really cool. But yeah, we have to study a lot actually. Um and I learned that and I came here to Ecuador actually and I started to work um in a in a very important hotel as a bartender
2: mm-hmm.
0: until like a week ago because I was covering um an employee that he was sick. So I just was covering that, that um that spot but it was so interesting because um they do a lot of things that I've never thought that we could do, like mixing whiskey with butter, and they um they do uh yeah yeah I've never heard of that <laughs> stuff. yeah I've never heard of that either and it was like uh, okay this is really cool and they uh, make an infusion with um Jamaica flowers and tequila and stuff they do yeah. a really really interesting thing and I noticed that I I, I was. One day I was uh, like complaining that I couldn't work on a bar because I wasn't a woman and here was um, making a drink come true, you know? Uh, uh, because I wasn't in, in a bar that was so important. Actually, I, I, um, <laughs> I think it was like two weeks ago, I met some Victoria's Secret models. They were here because of wedding. Yeah. So they were on the bar and I was like, okay, this is huge. <laughs> you, you know, you just, um, when you start something that you like, you just um, work hard, and then you don't realize when, but just you, you just are on your dream, you're making your dream come true. So um, yeah, that's kind of like my story <laughs> um, until now, because I have a lot of a lot of things to do, of course. But um, yeah, I I've made a lot of things actually. Well, that's uh, little...
1: that's really cool. Yeah, me. I mean, uh, going. Uh starting at a young age, and then just all of a sudden realizing okay this this is what I love to do and studying psychology isn't that uh abnormal for a bartender because bartenders yeah. you know you know the traditional you know uh bartenders sometimes hear problems that they won't tell their doctor and uh mm-hmm. and so being a, having a little bit of background in psychology that can't hurt really so
0: <laughs> yeah. Actually, it's uh, very useful because uh, psychology, if you want it or not, it's in every place. You know, every person is um, some some mind that you have to um, work with. Mm. When you're on the bar, there are some people that are too drunk and they start to tell you like their problems and you're like, "Uh, okay, I'll I'll hear you. (laughs) And that's it. But you're kind of like a psychologist behind the bar. Sometimes. So uh, yeah, I haven't, I didn't do that much. I think it was like two semesters, mm-hmm. but it still it was a, a part of a career that um, I have. It's something that uh, when you got knowledge, that's something that you take. Yeah. No one's going to take that from you. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's kind of weird <laughs> now that I think about it, but yeah, I was kind of lost. At the beginning, I didn't know what to do with my life and uh to be a bartender, you know you have to know that you like it and you don't drink or you don't usually drink <laughs> when you're underage right so um here in Latin America it's not it's not a problem to drink when you're underage but you shouldn't right but uh, right. it's kind of like difficult um to know that you you will like to be a bartender when you're young. Mm. Uh, even though I, I've I've heard of people that just like 25 oh I want to be a bartender. I'm I'm glad that I realized when I was like 19 mm-hmm. because I had the the time to study to um, make a background on my my CV you know my my curriculum. So I'm young but I have a lot of things. I I work in Venezuela. I work on... on here in Ecuador, twice mm-hmm. I've worked in uh, Peru and the US. So I have got a lot of uh, experience, and I know that I can know, like like I can have more because you'll never have the the enough knowledge. So now, I just,
1: uh, yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Um, no, but, it's okay. But you're jumping around from uh from country to country. And yeah. the liquor laws have to be completely different. I, I, uh, from, sure. especially when you were going from Venezuela to Florida and, uh, mm-hmm. how, uh, how difficult was that to, uh, acquire that knowledge and be able to do that?
0: Well, actually, uh, my, like the way that I had to, um, to know a lot about those laws was, uh, to do another bartender course when I was on, in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So um, when I was on the bartender, course, I realized how different the world. Like, I actually liked like them because it was like, you have to take care of your customers and you can make them drunk or you can sell this to a minor because you can go to jail and you can lose your license. And I was like, what?
1: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this, um,
0: exactly. this is something that never happened in Venezuela. It was like someone's drunk just getting out of the way. You know, it's just it's this problem so uh being on florida it was kind of different actually yeah um i work on the super bowl actually that it was made on miami because mm. uh the academy has these uh work um work uh yeah opportunities so every time there was um an event or on florida they said like okay you can apply to this and you might uh work on this they work on the Super Bowl. It was crazy, but um, they train you to know uh, which ID is fake, which ID is um, like perfect or something. And that's something that we don't knew about about it in Venezuela. It was like a completely <laughs> yeah um, new thing for me because, uh, for example, the 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 money to know if it's fake or something, we didn't know that in Venezuela uh, actually or the IDs, or how to like interrogate someone and know if it's underage or not something like that i didn't know it and um since i realized about that i was like yeah i I have to you know i have to study about this i have to um i I have to do something because it's really um complicated to change so it's like going from us and then go to europe they have a completely different way to manage um the liquor
2: right
0: self. yeah um right. and here Latin america it's also different because they don't care right here i don't like uh they don't care if someone is uh, drunk okay they they don't care it's like it's your responsibility but i don't see it that way since i was in the us i really like the fact that you have to take care that your customer is not drunk mm. because at, at the end of the day um the experience that we're trying to sell it's the customer enjoying the drink right not to harm herself so it's like um that's something that i have from there so that's uh yeah it's kind of complicated because there's a bunch of countries that they don't care about that and uh, there are a lot of them that they do care mm. so you do have to be aware uh when you're jumping like me from country to country, like where are you have to be like different when you're a bartender. So yeah, it's kind of a <laughs> kind of different.
1: Yeah. I've always been a little bit curious about that because uh, back in high school, uh, every other year mm-hmm. they would, uh, they would let the students take a summer vacation of sorts sponsored by the school to Mexico <laughs> so that they can uh, experience the uh, culture Use their Spanish class in real life situations, but one one of the uh, my classmates that went there, they told me that I, I looked at looked at the pictures that they took and their face was bright red and like they'd been in the sun all day. And I'm like, that's not a sunburn. You're drunk. And she she's like, don't tell my parents because I, according to our Spanish teacher, she said in Mexico, if you can hold a drink, you can drink the drink. That's that's pretty much their policy. They didn't want to encourage the students to drink, but they weren't going to stop them because that's the way things are in Mexico.
0: The problem, yeah.
1: And so, yeah, they uh, a couple of my classmates, they you know had a few drinks even though they were under eighteen at the time. But um, I was I've been curious for a really long time about the liquor laws uh, down there. I mean, you, like you said. Uh, Pretty much, uh, you can you could get drink even though they kind of you can get a drink even though they kind of discourage it. But uh,
0: yeah, it's so like you shouldn't drink when you're underage, but that doesn't happen here. Yeah, because in Venezuela, actually, I started to drink. I'm going to tell you, I think it was 15 or 14 years. Mm. So right. it's really young, yeah, for me to be drinking. But it was like eh. It's just um, it's just a little bit of wine, or just we have a drink that we drink on Christmas that is called uh, it's like a punch, but it's not like a fruit punch. It's um, it's made of egg, and um, it's kind of like uh, uh, eggnog, like Bailey's. Yeah, it's yeah, that one. Okay, yeah, eggnog. Yeah. Uh So we drink that when it's Christmas. It's sweet, but it's it's made of rum. Sometimes it's with um a hardest liquor so we drank that when we were young so it's kind of like our culture we don't have that uh, limitations like the u.s mm. so or oh, maybe another country but the u.s i i think that is the most um hard
2: yeah to really strict on their age yeah
0: yeah i i remember that i went to vegas when I was nineteen, and it was like, damn, I should be drinking <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> I'm nineteen. <laughs> so yeah, it was like, uh, but I know that in the US you, you should be drinking, but we just can't drink under twenty-one. So yeah, um, very differ, different difference. Sorry, um, between Latin America and some other countries.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, here in America, I mean, if. You serve somebody even if you even give a, a drink to somebody that's under twenty one, you get hevi- yeah, heavily exactly. fined. Yeah. You could potentially lose your license, and there there's a bunch of stuff involved with that. I've, I've seen yeah. uh, seen it happen only once, but
0: I remember that uh, I was told about that. It was like you have to serve if you just see one person and he asks for five drinks, you can't give five drinks to one person because you don't know where. So four other drinks are going you know so it could be two minors so yeah maybe you didn't serve them but still you give the drinks away so it's your fault and it was a what Mm -hmm. (laughs) but yeah it's how it's how it is you know it's kind of like the way that they have to keep it responsible so I get it but it was like wow this is really different because In Venezuela or whatever, they don't have this, uh, give me your ID so I can give you a beer. That's really weird, actually, in Venezuela. Mm. It happens sometimes, maybe in a supermarket or something, but there are some stores or some places that it's like, yeah, take it. Mm. So um, actually, yeah, Latin America is very different in that um, drink loss. So... He's kind of like stick. <laughs> So, how do
1: you handle it? I mean, uh, say you're working behind the bar, and you look at you this potential customer that is, uh, you know, you you Under would eight. you would un, you would probably say maybe sixteen, uh, if you looked mm-hmm. at him. Um, do you does your does it make your stomach turn, or do you uh, do you question them, or do you say no? I'm sorry, I'm not giving you this. Uh, uh you know, this murder. Yeah, when I,
0: when I. <laughs> yeah, when I actually know that they are really underage, because um, I know that uh, sometimes people look younger than they are. Mm. It happens to me. Sometimes they're like, you're a and I'm twenty, I'm 26. <laughs> but they're like, you look younger. So that's something that um, also happens too. But if I do look someone from their attitude and from their look, that they look under John, under underage, Sorry, it's like um, I'm sorry, I can't, <laughs> I can't give you this, and I can uh, like speak to a manager and tell them like maybe another bartender, banami. because um, yeah, maybe you can drink whatever in your house. That's your, like your problem. But drinking here, maybe you you'll be in danger after this. Um, I can't. I like, I, I'm not. That my morals doesn't let me. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, that that's a the moral judgment comes along with even the bartenders in the United mm-hmm. States. I mean, uh, uh, even people over 21, we we sit there and we look at people that probably shouldn't have had that last drink and they're asking for another and we're like, no, I'm sorry. I, you know, I can't give you another one. Sometimes that can be good. Uh, you know, the results of that can be good. Sometimes the results can be really, really bad, but uh, yeah, the the moral judgment comes up and you just.
0: Yeah. And I remember uh, now that I just like got a flashback. <laughs> uh, the first uh, job that I have as a bartender, I remember that was this girl. She was like extremely drunk. And the place that I worked uh, was, uh, it had a pool. So I was like, maybe she falls in the pool and she's too drunk to swim. I don't know, dude. And she was asking for shots, like tequila shots, tequila shot. And I was like, no, dude, stop. Go home. You're too drunk. And it was um, maybe, yeah, okay, you'll say it's stupid. If she falls to the pool, someone's going to get her. But maybe the other people are too drunk too, mm. to go for her. Mm. So it's like, no, that's where it started. Actually, before I went to the U.S., I was like, this is not right. You know this is not right to yourself oh, like over over serve people That's that's not cool because mm. i maybe with women especially it's a, it's a danger maybe some guy is going to exactly. take advantage of her yeah so um i'm thinking like a girl too you know it's like she's too drunk she's not going to know who's going to take her home or anything so no, I have like that more be- way before the U.S. The U.S. just made it stronger, yeah. actually.
1: Yeah, well, you have to protect your customers, whether they're male or female, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, getting car accidents, go uh, go home with somebody they shouldn't, mm-hmm. or uh, even worse. Yeah, being a, yeah. uh, being a bartender or a server, you have to protect your protect your customers because you want them to come back eventually. Yeah, so, exactly. In most cases, yeah, I am sure there is one or two customers. <laughs> yeah, sometimes we
0: don't want to, but <laughs> most cases it happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: But uh, that's that's really cool to, that uh, even though the liquor laws in South America aren't as strict as they are here in North America, you still follow your moral moral judgment on whether or not the person should be served or uh, regarding their age or their situation. Yeah, that's that's actually very cool.
0: Yeah, it's, it, I I believe that um, we should have um, morals and ethics. <laughs> yeah. So um, this is this is a career too. I don't feel that being a bartender it's a it's a, just a job. I think that it's um, a full career, and it's something that you have to be passionate uh, to to being mm-hmm. a bartender. So um, I believe. Uh, well, i i remember also that once i i was 17 actually when this happened i got too drunk and i ended up like in a coma i didn't like wow. i couldn't move i couldn't wake up i couldn't eat like nothing so it was like imagine being alone because i was with a friend and she was protecting me and it, we weren't in a in like in a public place we were drinking and like in a car but imagine having the experience alone on a bar so it was like i waking up to like this can't happen to anyone maybe you don't have to have the experience from your skin but you should think about it like being a bartender you should think okay this is a person who has a mother who has a brother who has a husband maybe uh you should be empathic Mm -hmm. like you should take care of your customer just to be empathic you don't have to be like, oh, he's going to return, give me more money. Just being it like he's a person or she's a person. That's uh, the way that I think.
1: Yeah, so, it, that's admirable. Uh, I I uh, admire that quite a bit. But which makes me feel uh, feel bad about the next subject that I'm about, about to ask about because uh, <laughs> um, now uh, I've I told you before that I've talked to people in different countries uh, who are bartenders. And the uh, what people get paid, the tip situation, it seems to be different pretty much everywhere. Um, well, Canada is pretty mm. much the same as America, but England is completely different because they get paid uh, an actual hourly wage that is livable, and they don't get okay. uh, they actually don't tip your they don't tip bartenders in England. And I've heard in Japan, it's actually insulting if you you tip bartenders there. What's it like uh, in uh, South America?
0: Well, actually, here, um, it depends on uh, where you at, actually, pretty mm-hmm. much. Because here in Ecuador, I, I've had, um, when, when I was working in, in this hotel, yeah, we had a lot of tips. But it was because we were working with um, maybe... American people or Russian people or people from outside you know mm-hmm. different so uh it's different but when you work um like in with Ecuadorians it's weird to have a tip but i don't know why. it's the culture but it's yeah. not because you earn a lot of money but it's not because they don't they don't want to give you a tip it's it's kind of weird i don't know but in Venezuela, I can talk about Venezuela. They give a tips. and in Peru too. It's like you give me an awesome drink, take you know, you have mm. the tip, and that's it. Um, here it's kind of like the US also. Like you just uh, give the ten percent of service and uh, the tip they wanted to give
1: mm. mostly. And you uh, it's kind of like the do same. You, do you also make an hourly wage?
0: Uh no. Actually, no. We uh, we just have like uh like the daily wage.
1: Okay. Oh, okay. But uh, for,
0: for example, uh, let's say uh this month I think I was like four hundred dollars, maybe. A day. That's like uh no 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 no. Oh, I okay. was just <laughs> the, wow. <laughs> the, no 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 <laughs> no the month the whole month. Oh, for the is month like 400 oh, okay. dollars. Yeah. Okay. Is it like like the the most average um. Monthly wage.
2: Mm, okay. It,
0: it, that's like the minimum salary. That's
1: yeah, minimum here wage. in Ecuador it's
0: four hundred dollars. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well. Then you have the like the ten percent, and then you have the tips, and then you maybe you do six hundred, nine hundred per month. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like the wage that you have here. If you have a really good job.
1: Yeah. I, I was just curious because uh even here in America, I've talked to bartenders in uh, like New York where they mm-hmm. don't get paid an hourly wage. They base their uh, their salary on just their tips alone and oh. things like uh you know things like that where you get uh your server, you get a table of six people, they eat all this food, they run you back and forth, they drink all these drinks, and then they don't tip you and that that can really hurt you <laughs> and...
0: yeah sure but it's like you were there like facing my <laughs> <laughs> facing myself and uh then yeah it, it, it could be helpful um that happens here too mm-hmm. um like a, a table of 10 and they stay like 10 hours i don't know mm-hmm. and they stay like there and then just leave, and it's like, okay, no tip. And it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, there there are some places that um, actually in here, I, I, um, I lived one time in a, in a restaurant. I was a, as a waitress, and they took the tip from me. They took it from you? Yeah, I, once I got like $50, I think, in one day, and they took it. It was like, you get paid, so you don't need the tips. And I was like, what? <laughs> That's my job. So, um, yeah, the, the tips is something I think controversial. I think wh- worldwide. Because uh, there are some situations uh, with the tips that are really um, delicate. <laughs> like um, tips should be for the person who is earning it. So it might be the waitress, might be the
1: bartender mm-hmm. so but uh <laughs> okay. yeah the the tips uh are you know it's like a reward for good service and uh uh or yeah so, uh you know or just being generous but it to have it just taken away from you just by saying no you make enough money it, that's that's insulting yeah <laughs> yeah it is actually
0: it is I, i've always thought that uh tips are like this salary for your hard work with the customer, like directly with your customer. So that's something that no one should take from you. Mm. Or no one should, uh, like, okay, you you do your own salary. So go and try to have tips so you can have some salary. You shouldn't be treated that way. Mm. It's like, I'm working for you and I'm working for them. So I deserve both income you know, it's like, I'm just saying.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah, uh was a friend, uh, one of somebody that was on, uh, on the show a little while ago, they uh, kind of the same thing happened, but the guy was trying to impress his date by tipping, uh, tipping the bartender really well. But after he dropped his date off, he came back to the bar and asked if he could have that money back. And what? Yeah. <laughs> that ridiculous story. Right. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it is. Is that like, no, you know, I'm I'm taking this
1: I'm taking the bike. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> You'd be I I'm sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. No,
0: <laughs> yeah, I I don't know you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um yeah, right. uh living in uh living in that area, well, where where exactly do you live in uh Ecuador?
0: In Quito. Oh. that the capital? Quito. Oh, in the capital? Yeah.
1: So uh, living in the capital, uh, is it a big deal for like tourists and stuff like that? If they ask you questions about uh, where can we go from here or where's, you know, where's something, do you get a lot of tourist questions?
0: Yeah, I do (laughs) a lot. (laughs) Um, Actually, here in Quito, there are a lot of tourists Um, and I'm, you know, I'm not um, impressed because here in Quito, you have a lot of things to do. Most, um, you know, they have, a, like, the middle of the world. That's something right. that it's from Quito. And, okay, but you have so much more. So, um, people from, like, the tourists, like, where can I go? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm pretty much a tourist like you <laughs> <laughs> right now. <laughs> because I'm, I I came here, I, I think it was in December. So, I, I don't have any... Like, not even a year. Yeah. So it's like I don't know, dude. Yeah,
1: that's <laughs> so, that's rough. Then you're you're not local, and they expect you to yeah. know these things.
0: <laughs> yeah. When I was working on the hotel, they were like, "How is that mountain called?" And I was like, "I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm Venezuelan. I I'm sorry." <laughs> and they were like, "Oh, okay," and they knew the name of the mountain, and they were like, that mountain is called like that, and I was like, okay, thank you, (laughs) because uh, Mm -hmm. the hotel has this view, um, like, really incredible, so you can see pretty much the whole uh, center of Quito, that is a historical um, place from here, actually, Mm -hmm. and and, um, they have uh, the whole view from that, and pretty much Quito, too, so, they were like, Oh, what's that place called? And I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> but yeah, it, 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 it is difficult because I would like to know more yeah. about it. Because as I said, I was studying tourism and I would like to have, um, that, um, like knowledge so mm-hmm. I can give them the information that they want, especially if I'm working on the bar. The hotel that is really important. I was like, "Dang, I don't know what to do." Because I was like, "I should, I should know this stuff." But it was so um, quick, uh, also rapid, like the way that I got into the job. Because it was like, "Hey, we need a bartender tomorrow." Okay, okay, <laughs> I'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> so it was like really, um, rushy. And when I got into the hotel, there were so much, like so much things to learn because, for example, they have uh, (laughs) the Negroni. They don't have like the regular Negroni because the company is uh, with um, like uh, blueberries and raspberries and it's infusion with that. So I have to learn that. I have to learn um, like they have I don't know I don't remember the name of the <laughs> but uh they have like seven or maybe twelve different syrups that they make right there right. like um apple syrup uh they have uh spicy rum they have they have a lot of things so it was like or either I concentrated or learned these things or <laughs> I concentrated or uh, in the tourism, whatever, eh, right. but it was a lot of things. So, well, that's uh,
1: that's another thing that you like. You said earlier, uh, you have to be constantly learning, uh yeah. in, in order to keep up. Whether it's not just about the drinks and the food, it's also about the area. People will, uh, you know, expect you to know everything from the biggest tourist attraction to where's the nearest gas station. So, <laughs> yeah, they were
0: like, "Where's this restaurant?" I was like, uh, "I don't know." <laughs> the only thing that I didn't know what to tell the tourists. It was like, um, I don't know why, but they think that Latin America is safe, and it's it's not. <laughs> so uh, where the, the hotel was, it, it was pretty in the morning, but it was dangerous on like at night. Yeah, And they were like, we were going to walk, and I was like, no, 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 <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> so uh, they were like, why? And I was like, okay, Maybe on the daylight, it's pretty, but on at night, it's really dangerous. You shouldn't go anywhere walking,
2: mm.
0: <laughs> uh, like on this a- area. Maybe you should take a cab. I know that it's ridiculous because it's like five minutes walking, but trust me, you should not walk. <laughs> but um, that's the only thing because uh, otherwise it was like, I really don't have any idea. It was like, I asked my um, my mate, like my crew mates, mm. uh like where is this because I he's asking. And the funny thing, it was like pretty much uh, the people that was on the bar they talk in English and they don't know how to talk in English. Mm. And it was like okay, so show them this. And I was like okay, yeah, I think you should go this way and this way. So it was like they didn't know how to um, give the information. And I was like, I don't know the information, so it was like a team. Yeah. So I had this help, so it was amazing, actually. That actually was going to uh, be my that next.
1: That was actually going to be my next question: the customers in the hotel. You probably you said you had a lot of tourists, and uh, yeah. so I, I was curious if there was a language gap because you get uh, you know just even talking to me, if I uh, if I try to speak Spanish to you, you'll probably laugh at me because
0: uh no i won't <laughs> i won't believe me i won't actually i, I in miami i worked with um canadians ah, and right. um yeah and they taught they tried to talk in spanish and i was like "Just are so good at this <laughs> um the only the only time that i laughed it was because one of my bosses was like um we're trying to say red hot chili peppers and he said it on the Spanish, I was listening to Red Hot Chili Peppers and he was like, oh, eh, chiles picantes rojos. And I was like, what? <laughs> but I didn't know what he was talking about. I was like, what? And he was, yeah, the, the band. And it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're right. Red Hot Chili Peppers, that's cool. I laughed because it was funny. I, I never thought that he would do that, but I never laughed at someone
1: <laughs> yeah. trying to speak I only know a few uh, a few phrases comfortably that I know will guarantee to get a laugh because uh, uh, just because uh, it always it always makes people laugh because uh, uh, whenever I've worked with uh, people who speak Spanish or any Hispanics, I, eventually I'm going to say El Burrito sabe más que tú. And that that <laughs> okay. always makes people laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. But, I-, I know why. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And if listeners to the show look it up, you, you'll find it. But, <laughs> but,
0: okay, yeah.
1: but, uh, that's, just, and I know how to ask where the bathroom is. But, uh, yeah, you, when you get uh, a bunch of Americans who have maybe a translation book, uh, trying to figure out, uh, where, uh, you know, where this street is or trying to, you know, you speak, uh, English excellent anyway, so, uh, you don't have any language oh, problems. thank so. you.
0: Thank you very much. Uh, well, actually, when Americans uh, were on the bar, they um they started to say gracias instead of thank you. Mm. So that was something that I was like, okay, I know that much. And like many Americans were trying to speak in Spanish, uh, and they might not have this book, but they were like, how do you say this in Spanish? And I would say uh this way. <laughs> they were like, yeah that and um. That's something that happened to me a lot
2: mm-hmm.
0: on the hotel. They were like I wanted to learn and that's something that I, I, I feel like um really nice, like really pretty like very exciting that someone who's um American trying to speak Spanish. Um but yeah, that they were like um mostly Americans because I I I knew this Russian. He was like trying to speak English. <laughs> he was like <laughs> Yeah, please, because I don't know anything about Russian. <laughs> but um, French people also uh, like to speak Spanish. Um, Italians, I think that I had to. So um, mostly we're trying to get into the culture also because uh, on the hotel they had these uh, party drinks, like fiesta drinks. Um, they were um, special drinks from the house. So. They had corn or something crazy, but it was because of a uh, Ecuadorian um, holiday, us say. Yeah. So they were like, "Okay, explain me about that and something." So um, they will, um, they were like into the culture. And that's something really, really, really nice, actually. <laughs> mm. Because uh, me as a Venezuelan, I like to be, um, I like to be here in Ecuador, and I, I. I, like, I would like to uh, know more about this country. I know they have a lot of tourism. They have a bunch of nature um, that wonderless. That so They have so much more to, to get into.
2: Mm. So
0: I know that tourists um, like that. So actually, when I didn't know how to say, when they were like, um, what do we do now? I was like, I don't know, but you have a lot to do here in Ecuador. <laughs> Maybe if you're like here two weeks, you don't have time for for all the things that you can do
2: mm.
0: here in Ecuador. Mm. Same in Venezuela. Things is, uh, <laughs> Venezuela is kind of a hard uh, to go and make tourism. Right now, um, I've seen some uh, Americans and uh, Canadian people going to Venezuela. Actually, Mexican people. Yeah. Um, it, it's crazy because I don't I don't know I have. Four years, almost five years, that I don't go to Venezuela.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, I hope mm-hmm. go one day. But Venezuela is also um, a touristic uh, paradise. Actually, I hope one day people could go as they come to Ecuador or Lima or whatever.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, um, this being the uh, middle of September right now, what's the weather like where you're at? Cold. <laughs> Now, what's cold uh, to you? Because <laughs> the uh,
0: thing is, uh, well, yeah, I know that in in the US, a cold could be really cold, yeah. but um, actually, from it's it's a shame that it's, um, it's night, but uh, from here, from my window, I can see um a volcano, 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 yeah, you know? yeah, a volcano that is called Cotopaxi. It's one of the biggest volcanoes, I think in the world, but here in Ecuador is the biggest. I can see it from here. From my window. Oh. It is all snowy. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> so in it night it's like nine degrees, but uh it's Celsius? Yeah. I don't know in the US, I don't know how to
1: now, what did make you it you fine uh, uh what did you say it was in Celsius? Nine. Nine degrees Celsius? Okay, that's
0: yeah. sometimes five. So
1: (laughs) Uh, I think that's probably somewhere around 60 degrees here. I don't, I don't know the, I don't know the equation either.
0: Yeah. Mostly. (laughs) I think, I think so. It's like 60 or 50. Yeah. So it's not that cold because I know that, um, uh, there's, uh, like colder weather on on the (laughs) U (laughs) S but, uh, right here it's like different cold. I don't know how to explain that, but in the U S, um cold is like um ah, it's like dry cold you know it's it's not with humidity mm. when it's humidity like here it's like colder that's why i, um, I say that it's cold because yeah. with the humidity uh it feels like um it feels colder but when uh, with uh in the u.s it's dry so yeah. it's like a hard cold but here with the humidity, it's really cold.
1: <laughs> yeah, we. And as
0: I said, uh, that that volcano and the mountains around are snowy. On the mornings, I would just wake up and open the window; and it's like snow all over the mountains.
1: You know, I can probably think of uh, half of the United States that would be incredibly jealous of your view just by that description. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, <laughs> it's it's amazing though. I, I just love to open the window. I just the volcano is like wow <laughs> so 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 amazing i never thought that um i could like be that close to to a volcano but we don't have that in venezuela mm.
2: um
0: so it's like wow because it's um it's an active volcano
1: oh it is it's not
0: it's not yeah it is it is it is right there like oh lava. <laughs> yeah it's really it's really nice, actually. I'll send you a picture. Yeah, um, cool. on Instagram. Yeah, you can see it. <laughs> I'd love to see it. Um,
1: so, sure. uh, so at this point, you're you're trying to make plans for the future. You're, uh, you said that you have the urge to start your own company, uh, mm-hmm. and so uh, tell me a little bit more about that. What do you what do you have planned?
0: But first, uh, I started with, uh, with the Instagram. Um, I'm trying to make some posts. Um, maybe get to, um, like have so much, like a, a little more, uh, viewers and stuff. Then, um, I'm, I'm planning to maybe this, um, 22, uh, I'm, i started a podcast. When I was in the U.S., I tried, but I, I was in a very difficult situation and it was really hard to start mm-hmm. so i have the whole equipment <laughs> i have the <laughs> microphone i have the camera i have everything but um i haven't had the let's say motivation because of the pandemic everyone was like okay this is fucking right now <laughs> <Yeah>. uh
1: how <laughs> so was the pandemic uh what how did they handle the pandemic down there The
0: uh actually i was in the u.s
1: you were in the u.s during the that- pandemic started. okay so- Yeah. Uh, You experienced the same thing we did here, so
0: (laughs) yeah. (laughs) It was like everybody's closed. I was like, no, why? (laughs) I started to work in a supermarket, so yeah, Yeah. kind of. uh, That's kind of the whole history (laughs) of the pandemic. It was depressing because it was like, the thing that I was like, my first job until the last one was on the bar industry, or maybe on the cafeteria, but it's the same. You know, it's like the hospitality industry. So it was like, this is uh, rough because I, now I have to do something else. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a, 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 a new page and it was kind of like um, hard because I was like, maybe this is going to end this industry because it was hard. Yeah. In Spain and everywhere, like it was like, oh, this is... Uh, crushing the industry so it was like whoa how, how are we going to survive today so uh, yeah that's what happened so I started to think about um, the podcast and it was like I don't have like you know the energy mm-hmm. uh, probably to start the project so I just stopped it and it was like I'm going to move the Instagram I stopped that too <laughs> but then I, I just it back and right now I'm, I have the whole idea I have the name I have everything so I'm going to start um looking for places so I can go and um maybe uh I don't know some things that I have studied just share it or just call some friends you know tell me about a party that you went or a cocktail that you like some things like you're doing kind of but it's Spanish <laughs> <laughs> wow. well and and um after that, after I, I just uh, grab some experience from jobs and maybe the places that I go and talk about it, then I will have, and when I have the money, of course, yeah. <laughs> I will um, uh, try to start my own um, liquors or brew, brew beers. Mm-hmm. I would like to have that. I'm trying to make a course about that. Uh, so yeah, uh, right now I'm not rushing because uh, I don't know if uh, we are going to stay here in, I'm, I'm with my, my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. uh, we don't know if we are going to stay here in Ecuador because we want to have a family. And right here, it's kind of complicated with that. We can get married,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but we can have children. So it's kind of difficult. Right. Like we're still um, solving where we're going to live. And where we are there, we I'm going to like uh have my own company. But right now, like my idea is to have a virtual company, like Instagram, maybe a podcast, um, maybe uh, uh some liquors that I sell, but nothing like established. Right. My my right. idea is to have the idea. You know, the our company started with the idea, not when you bought the place. So that's my. Like what I what where I am right now because something that I learned with the pandemic is maybe you think that you're good right now and then you know everything okay. just vanished. Right. So I'm living the moment uh, right now. So it's like I have the idea, but I'm not going to be anxious about it because um, it's like I'm just going step by step. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of like what I want to do. So maybe the podcast is
1: going to be the closest thing. Well, uh, if I can give you a piece of advice, I mean, uh, back when I first started, Hey Bartender podcast, i I mean, I was a bartender for about eight years and, but that was back in, uh, from 99 to 2007. And, uh, and so, you know, a lot of things have changed since then. And, but, um, I also studied audio production and video production, uh, when I was younger than that. And when the whole podcast thing was really getting popular, I started thinking, well, if I did a podcast, what would I do it about? And I thought about it for a long time. And I was like, well, I could talk about TV shows, but there are a lot of that. I could talk about music. God, there's a lot of those. And then all of a sudden the idea of talking about my bartending stories. And I was like, I love this idea. And then, you know, 20, 30 episodes in, all of a sudden I'm like, well, what if I can get other bartenders to tell their stories too? Yeah, the key to it uh, is just do it. I mean, uh, you you sound like you have a great idea going, and there's absolutely nothing stopping you from uh, achieving that goal. And sure. once, once you get started, uh, fellow podcaster – uh, told me this. This guy had been doing podcasts for a lot longer than me. He said the trick to it is just to keep doing it, and eventually people will come to you. And obviously, what you came to me.
0: <laughs> and... Yeah, exactly. There's some. Uh, uh, there's always someone like looking uh, for what you're offering. Like, uh, like I, like I was actually because I remember like I've never. Um, I don't like podcasts. Mm-hmm. I, I like like a really small amount of podcasts. Mm-hmm. And it was like, yeah, but I would do want, um, a podcast that gives me knowledge about what I'm doing. And that's something that we don't have. Our industry is like, yeah, it's different, but it's still we don't have, uh, those amount of information that we should, it's like, if you look like for how to do, um, a martini you look and you have a little bit of information about that maybe a book maybe one video maybe two videos and that's something that i noticed and it was like maybe we should be more Mm. talking about this maybe not about the whole information but yeah about our stories maybe it could help someone who's um going through um that that we were going through in that time exactly. and maybe we we'll could help him or help them. So um, that's something that I thought about it. And it was like, I heard you and I was like, yeah, but this is in English. There's a bunch <laughs> of people, there's bartender and they don't speak Spanish. Right. Uh, sorry, they don't speak English. They speak Spanish. So it was like, yeah, I could do this. Any, it, it, it starts because it was, um, it was a friend actually that we were, um, I was uh, giving her uh bartending class in English because I was um making um I was um having a, a, an English course uh uh face to face. And yeah. uh, actually I like, saw th-
1: I-, I saw the link to that in your Instagram. You have a master class or is Yeah. It- yeah, that's cool. And uh people
0: Yeah, I-, I would love to yeah I was um I was going to do that and I moved out and I was like damn yeah. I have to wait and then going to um, uh, promote that again because I was like, I wanted to do a masterclass. And then um, at the end of the masterclass, it was like, I I was going to do like an exercise and the ones who won that exercise uh, were going to want like a full course of bartending with me. Sure. So it was like no limits. It was like English, Spanish, no limits. So I was doing that with my friend and she was like, you should do a podcast about this. You know, it was like, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, yeah. And you should talk about uh, with people like uh, what kind of wines they had or what kind of drinks they had, what kind of drinks they like. You know, I could be your first guest. And I was like, sure, <laughs> this is a great idea. That's how it was born. Actually, it was because of a uh, because of. Ah, because of a friend, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so um, yeah, it, it it was an idea that um like lagged me up. It was a i I love this idea. I like to um teach, I like to talk about what I know in the industry. So it was like well, why not?
1: Yeah. Uh uh it's you it sounds like it's a lot uh, your ideas uh uh a little bit uh, more focused than mine. Cause mine, uh, I don't think of my ideas. My po- podcast is very focused, but uh, because all I talk about is uh, it's supporting people of the service industry because, you know, uh, the customers, they don't necessarily, not all of the customers treat us very well. And no. it's all about the people, you know, and the only time I really talk about liquor is the drink special at the beginning of the show. So you, you sound like you have a great uh, great idea that would dive into more informational stuff. And uh, it, sound, it sounds like something that would really work. So yeah, I totally encourage you to follow through with that.
0: Thank you very much. I, it, it means the whole world for me that you say that, actually. <laughs> because I admire your podcast, so it's, it's great. Um, yeah, actually, um, when I... Um, when I first began with the idea it was on YouTube but it was like talk about it. And it was because when I was studying, it was like I was trying to look for some information and I didn't find anything. Mm. And so every every project I believe that's born from um from a necessity, you know? And it's like I need this so if it if if I don't find it it's because it doesn't exist. So I could I could make that. You know, so I yeah. I could create that opportunity from there. So yeah, that's kind of a the the whole idea. Yeah,
1: I I thought about doing the YouTube thing for a little while too, but uh uh, you know, there's already a lot of uh, people on YouTube that make drinks, show teach yeah. it. A Tipsy bartender, he's awesome. Uh, I've tried. Yo, yeah, I've tried to get him on the show. It's been difficult, but um but it's also expensive to get the ingredients to, in order to make a five minute video. So, and yeah, I don't have the money to do that's that, true. <laughs> but don't let that discourage, sure. don't let that discourage you. There's always, uh, there's always a way to find to, uh, to be able to do it. Yeah, so, sure. And I am with this, with my show, I'm j- just enjoying the aspect of being able to meet people and talk to them and swap stories and stuff like that. So, uh, it, this, this format works for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, as I said at, at the beginning, when you find something that um, makes you happy and makes you like be all joyful, I mean, why let it go? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like bartender for me. Like, I loved it. It's like my life. So, no matter what, I'm I'm going to do it, and it makes me happy. So, why stop? Yeah. There's yeah. no reason
1: and uh and you the knowledge that you have already sounds like you'd uh be great at it, so you know, you know I totally encourage you to keep it up but thank you very much well, we're coming up to the end of the show here um would you like to plug your social medias or how can people get a hold of you and all of that stuff
0: yeah i actually I think uh the the Instagram will be great, yeah, because it's the like the most uh global thing. To have at the social media and um yeah it was uh mixo the the under, underscore i forgot yeah <laughs> on right. and brewer
1: okay at um mixer underscore brewer and uh you know people can go check out your stuff i've seen your stuff you have a lot of great presentations and uh uh yeah you know you got a lot of great stuff on there so uh yeah if anybody wants to go check her out go to instagram Check out at underscore mixo brewer, and thank you so much for you know this has been a, a long journey for both you and I to actually get in touch. So uh, thank you so yeah, much for being. here it was,
0: on. but it' worth it though. It' worth it.
1: <laughs> thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah,
0: thank you very much to you.
1: Okay, people, it is last call. Last call for alcohol. Come on up to the bar because, oh well, God, you guys are all so far away. Uh, special thanks to uh, Steph Belmont for being on the show. It is so cool that I get to meet people internationally with this podcast. I It makes me just feel freaking awesome. I've met people from England, Ukraine, now South America, uh, South America, Canada, and, you know, it's not bad for a guy that lives in uh, a small town in the United States, and, you know, all the people I get to meet around the United States, that's ultra cool, too. But, uh, you know, there's just the feeling that I can reach out uh, past the United States. It's a great feeling for me. Also like to thank, of course, Laura Hope and the Arctones for letting me uh, use one of their songs for the intro to this podcast. Remember to go check the, them out. Go check out more of their music. Buy their albums. I personally just uh, ordered a couple of their vinyls, and they'll be at my house soon. I'll post that on TikTok a little bit later. and It'll be on Instagram, too, one of my I? you know saying. But uh I just ordered myself a couple vinyls because I love vinyl records and uh you know they've got some great great songs going on there. I'm a big fan of rockabilly and they do it well. Quick reminder you guys, I've got a big plan coming up for TikTok coming October. So if you're not following me on uh TikTok, Instagram or Facebook, uh you might want to do that because I got something really cool planned. Uh, all of my social medias are at Hey Bartender podcast. And remember guys, if you want to email me, uh, all you have to do is email dude at Hey bartender If you have any complaints, grievances, just want to talk, or you want to be on the show. All you have to do is just email me dude at Hey bartender podcast.com. And you know what? I can make it happen. And, or if you follow me on social media, send me a message. Uh, because I love meeting you people and your stories are awesome and you know it's it's just fun. I love doing this show but that's it ladies and gentlemen it's time to turn off the lights get out of here so as usual I just want to wish you all lots of love lots of sex, lots of happiness and remember don't take any shit from anyone. Good night I drink. What do you mean it's let's go.
2: I just got hit!